everyone, welcome back to Living Electric. We are talking about two very exciting topics that uh, mainly circle around EV ownership. Uh, but before we dive into that, I just want to give everybody a heads up, and I've already warned Alex, I did not sleep well <laughs> last night, and uh, I am full of attitude. Um, so if this episode is sassy, I do not apologize because that's who I am today. <laughs> so love it. Love it. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up, but we are talking about uh, charging etiquette, uh, etiquette and how you um, really should behave at charging stations, be it either Tesla stations or other EV charging stations. Uh, we're going to talk about some examples and kind of get both of our opinions and see where we are either similar or different. And then uh, cost of charging, because that seems to be a very hot topic um, when it comes to uh, people who are looking to go electric. Yes, Definitely. Especially because we like, I've been charging at home now, so it's much easier to kind of track my my usage versus yeah. <laughs> just using supercharges exclusively. I think my like I can actually estimate cost of ownership a lot better based on some trips I've taken and stuff. So <laughs> excited to get into that. Which is going to be far better than me because <laughs> you've done more trips than I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, not well. I don't know. It's been on and off. <laughs> we'll, yeah. get <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, I think we should start off with uh, charging etiquette because you know, as more EVs are out there, you know, we're seeing a lot of charging stations, mainly Tesla. You know, fill right. up, uh, especially in more common areas where Teslas are more popular, and um, there tend to be some. I mean, from what I've seen, some drama, you know, there tend to be some fights that might happen. Uh, people are stealing charging spots. Um, you know, they're getting impatient. Yeah, and it doesn't happen often, but it happens. Right. And I, it's, I, unfortunately, I think it's, there's going to be some growing pains just across the whole industry. Cause we're going to realize, oh, everybody has these vehicles now and we don't have enough chargers to support them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like. <laughs> Yes, home charging is a thing. Yes, workplace charging is a thing. And like generally those are, you're not fighting for spots at those generally. Mm -hmm. um, but for the fast charging, when people are going on trips and I've seen it the most, it's usually like on weekends when you're like just, there's a lot of people on the roads <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot of traffic. And if there's a lot of traffic, that probably means the chargers are going to be close to full too. So mm -hmm. it really, uh, it really kind of depends on the day because I've come to supercharging sites that are completely empty if it's like a tuesday afternoon but like when i'm traveling on a saturday that's when that's generally when i see them kind of booked up and mm -hmm. there's usually only a few spots when i pull up to a site so well th that was actually going to be my question to start off this uh conversation have you ever been to a charging location where all the stars or stalls are full yes yeah it, it's, it's happened a couple times um so I'm trying to think so it's happened, I'm trying to think of like the first time it happened. <laughs> I guess most recently, um, I was traveling over to Indianapolis and I usually stop at the Richmond, Indiana supercharger because it's a V3 supercharger. And uh, four of the stalls were completely like powered off. So I'm pretty sure at those, those V3 sites, there's two power cabinets um, basically so they have two, um, usually there's eight total stalls, but then it, they're split like into four and four, like two, oh. uh, two sets of four. Yeah. Um, so usually you'll see like stalls one a through one, uh, D will be like the first set and it'll be like two a through two D and those two are kind of split equally. And those all go kind of wired back to the same cabinet, if you will. 
very oversimplified. But <laughs> anyway, when we pulled up to the site, uh, all of the number two stalls were out. So essentially half oh. the stations or half the stalls were down. So we had to wait for to charge. Um, it wasn't very long. It was probably like five-ish minutes um, and then somebody oh, had left. Not too bad. So yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but uh, definitely not a great experience because you're like, I had some of my family with me, like uh, fiance was with me, like, <laughs> like yeah. we had people in the car <laughs> waiting. If It wouldn't be as big a deal if it was just me driving, but like mm-hmm. when I'm driving with other people, like I don't want them to wait. So um yeah that's that's been the most recent one and probably like the poorest experience we had and i think those stations are back up now so it's kind of a non-issue now but obviously something that needs fixed if those uh those stations trip out so yeah that's that's the most recent one and generally that is the issue why the supercharger is full generally like a stall is broken or i ran into like Probably a month after I got my car, we did a road trip and the Dayton supercharger was down or similar situation where four of them had tripped out and the other four were working just fine because there was a power outage and it like somehow tripped those off. But the four of them were still working. So really weird situation. But generally, that's what I've run into when stations are down when the congestion happens when they're Mm -hmm. all up generally it's okay like it's very rare to have eight teslas at a single site especially where we're at i mean in the midwest right so yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's at least what i've experienced well so you know with you mentioning like the stations being like like down or you know like something being like tripped tripped up basically like a power outage is that something you can call tesla and have them like wireless or like remote and like turn it back on Apparently, you don't even need to alert Tesla about like a down supercharger because oh, their software is so good. Like yeah. if a station's down, they probably know about it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about the the like kind of back end workings of superchargers. But from what I've heard, if they know a station is down, like they're very aware of it and they have a case already for it. So there's generally not even a need to call. Mm, gotcha. Um, that being said, they do have a number on the superchargers to say like, if you have a problem, call this support number. Um, and I've called them before to for that situation in Dayton. And it's it just goes to like basically a, a mailbox, like a, a voice mailbox to like leave a message about what's going on. So I don't think it even calls anybody directly. So, it goes right to Elon's desk. Yes, yes, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got 40 voicemails in the morning from upset Tesla owners because the supercharger's right. down. Right. He's probably just like these owners in Cle- like Ohio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. Yeah. You know, speaking of lines, I've, I mean, like when it comes to like Electrify America and like those charging stations that I've had most of my experience with, um, besides like the early days of like the supercharger network, obviously didn't really run into lines there with only the S and the X out. Right. Um, I didn't really run into any issues in terms of like um, lines at EA stations. Um, now it's probably different now, now that there are a ton of EVs out there that utilize right. that network. Um, but our very first uh, supercharging stop in our Model 3, we did run into a, a brief line at really? a version 2 supercharger in Macedonia, Ohio. Um, but that's only because there's six stalls. And it was a Saturday oh, interesting. night. Interesting. Yeah, it okay. was w- one of the first. Uh, it was actually one of the original supercharger uh, stations mm, okay. as part of like their first rollout. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, I mean, they, they've replaced the hardware and it, you know, it works reliably, but because there's only six stalls and it's, you know, version two, it's a little slower. 
but we only had to wait like five minutes. So like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Um, but you know, what was nice is that like, there was a car behind us. And then the moment one of the cars moved, we drove in and then that person waited until, you know, the next car. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, there was no issue there, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. There was another situation. We were driving to Indianapolis again, but it stopped at some other station, like closer to Indianapolis and, uh, had plugged in or had not plugged in yet, but got there. And there were like two cars waiting in front of us when we got there, all eight stalls full and two cars in front of us. (laughs) So, (laughs) which is always kind of weird because like you get to these stations, it's not like there's a queue. It's not like you're like in a literal line waiting to charge. They're Mm -hmm. just kind of parking spots. Right. So I kind of pulled in like next to everybody else that I assumed was waiting and tried to kind of gauge who was who was there first because there were three of us so one of those other two were there first (laughs) so very weird situation but i think i think we were we didn't wait too long i think it was maybe 10 minutes um and two cars left and we were up next so it was it was generally pretty quick but it's kind of a weird scenario because like a like a costco gas line like there's a literal line where you're waiting waiting to fuel up your car right whereas charging it's kind of like a free-for-all almost which i think we're or where some of the disagreements or like fights arise <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's tough because like a lot of charging stations are just in parking lots, you know, like they're like the, the Costco gas line. It's you're driving through, you know, to get gas, like it's right. a specific location for that purpose. Yeah. But like purpose, not porpoise. Uh, <laughs> Oh, a dolphin podcast right yeah seriously um, wow that yeah um it reminds me of my halloween costume dressing up as a third party political figure of the porpoise party um, <laughs> i have pamphlets if anybody wants to see that right yeah exactly but you know but like most charging stations unless they're like at a gas station they're in a parking lot and a lot yeah. of the new superchargers they're installing general parking signs because they're installing them in general parking lots. So like mm. it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out as more EVs come out and more Teslas come yeah. out. Yeah, how that's going to work with uh with lines and cuz most parking lots aren't really designed for a car to be sitting there and then more cars and more cars like Right. Yeah. yeah. It's for people to like stop and then leave, not stop mm-hmm. and then move and then park again and, <laughs> and yes. then leave. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Now the next the next question I have for you: Have you ever been unplugged by somebody, like when you're at a charging station? I have not. I've actually got a positive story here. Um, oh, good. I've been plugged in by people, which has oh, been super nice. helpful. Nice. Um, so a couple different scenarios. I was visiting my my alma mater, uh, Ohio Northern, um, and there's a charger, a level two charger that one of the alumni is donated actually it's an old clipper creek charger that got installed i think it's been there as long as i can remember like even when i was going to school there it was there so wow um, old reliable yeah i know i'm getting old now too so (laughs) um and i uh somebody was charging when i pulled up but i needed to plug in there overnight because i was staying the night at the hotel and i just left my business card on there and i said hey like no rush to unplug but when you're done do you mind plugging me in um and they uh they texted me and said hey got your saw your business card um i've I've got to be here for another hour or two but i'll i'll plug you in once i'm done here so i 
um, let it go. But then like a couple hours later, I got the notification on my phone that your car has started charging. So I was like, oh, that's great. Um, similar situation. I was in, uh, the town where we live. I was, I was downtown just doing some shopping and there's a free level two charger, not too far from town. So I usually park there while we're shopping around and similar situation. I was, uh, I backed into the spot, but two people were charging there and I had left another note saying, Hey, if you're, if you're like no rush, like I don't need a charge, but if you can plug me in, we're done. That'd be great. So plugged in and, uh, and, or they plugged me in. I got a notification probably an hour later that like my car had been plugged in. So a oh, <laughs> couple, awesome. couple of good scenarios there where, where everybody I've encountered, like in a situation like that is very open to plugging in your car. If you're, if you are waiting and those yeah. are both level two chargers though. So it's a little bit more like people are staying there a lot longer. Usually like you're not fighting over spots for level two charging generally. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've never had like an example happen to me like um, directly uh, just because like most of my charging obviously happens at home. Like, right. uh, like I've had experience with like level two public charging, but nothing to the point where somebody would unplug me. Yeah. Um, but, but that's always been a big concern of mine. And that's why I, when I go shopping or when we were shopping for EVs, I specifically wanted a vehicle where the charger would lock itself into the charge port. Uh, mm. When the car's locked, and um, the are there good news EVs is that, that don't do that? Yep, I bolt. assumed all of them did. But... Yeah, the bolt doesn't do that. Uh, I don't think really? the the I now I, somebody who's owning a Maki might correct me with this. I don't believe the Maki locks the level two charger. It locks the level three, you know, like the DC oh, fast charger. Gotcha. But I okay. don't believe a level two locks. Um, and I don't. And I know the Nissan Leaf locked, so I think it's really only the Bolt and possibly the Maki. But I know our Bolt huh. never locked. Um, okay. But that, to, to me, that was like a, a um, you know a really important uh, characteristic of an EV is to have the charge the connector locked to the vehicle. That way, right. it can't be unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, and that's why we bought this little accessory for the the Tesla AC. You know, the J seventeen seventy two. Yeah. Yeah. Or the green to red adapter for. Red to green, no green to red. Yeah, no. <laughs> getting that mixed up. Um, it's like a little 3D printed lock that when you slide it over the adapter, and when you connect the um, green plug to the the red, man, I'm getting this all mixed up to the red adapter. <laughs> it it doesn't allow the person to uh, pull that connector out because it it, right. it holds the spring down yeah. of that connector. Give me one sec. I've got one sitting by me and we can show it for the video podcast. Thank you, Alex, for demonstrating how this accessory <laughs> works. So Alex has a mobile connector. It has a green standard or J1772 for engineering terms. And the Tesla adapter that you can purchase that connects to the green that then works on your red standard or the Tesla standard Ta-da, using a <laughs> camera lens. It, it's so not that big. <laughs> no, it's not. It, that almost looks like a Chatamo. Um, so, Alex, if you do, if you don't mind demonstrating the little clicky, the the spring. There we go. That unlatches the connector from your vehicle. Th there is an accessory you can purchase online that it, it's a little ring that has this like. Um, it, most of them are three D printed. You slide it over right. the Tesla adapter, and it actually locks the J seventeen seventy two or green standard to your vehicle, right. um, so people can't pull it off your car. Yeah, it essentially like holds this pin down, so like you yep. can't you can't unlock it because yep. you need to. There's actually like an actuator in these little in this little thing. Did you know yep. that? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, so you're it can explaining tell, this like, so much better than me. 
<laughs> like you can hear like obviously you can hear the click probably like when i'm doing that but like mm-hmm. there's an actual you can actually hear like a little thing like like click oh, open yeah. while you're uh why you're doing that so it knows like usually the car knows when you do that that's generally how i unlock like my car if i'm using one of these out in public is i'll I'll pull down on that and then my car like unlock as soon as i do that so if you have that thing in there then somebody can't come up and do that you have to manually unlock it in the app right to like unlock the charger exactly Yeah. yeah And it works really well. Like we've tried it on our home charger and right. like it, it's still, what's really nice is that it does disconnect the charge, like where your car will stop charging. But then the moment you let go of the, uh, the actuator, uh, or the, <laughs> you know, yeah, the whole, the holster and it re it reestablishes that connection. It charges gotcha. again immediately. So, Good. um, it is a, it's a nice accessory to have, but I do know that it has been relatively common for people to start unplugging vehicles um and plug in their car yeah yeah so don't do that (laughs) yeah unless you yes unless you get approval from that driver that's charging to unplug them when they're good then yeah but other than that don't don't assume yeah and i think that's kind of a i've definitely noticed that more on level twos i think like the main thing with charging spots is like obviously don't don't park there if you're an ev if you're not an ev sorry don't park there if you're not an ev um although i have seen i feel like signage is generally like part of the issue too because it'll like if it doesn't specify that it's an ev only spot or an ev charging only spot then people Mm -hmm. just assume you can park there and if you're not an ev then like well who cares like it's just a parking spot right so (laughs) yes yeah so yeah generally i say like don't park there unless you're an ev especially if there's other open spots like i kind of equate obviously it's not as bad as a handicapped spot i think that's much worse but it's kind of similar similar uh vibe to that that like you shouldn't park in a handy handicapped spot if you're not handicapped right so obviously way different with an ev (laughs) so Yeah. yeah um but that's generally what I equate it to is, is don't park there unless you haven't an, have an EV and don't park there. Even if you are an EV, unless you're actually going to charge, because the goal of that charging spot is to charge a car. It is not to be a parking spot and it's not to be like a, like closer spot to the entrance because you have an EV generally it's yeah. for charging. <laughs> yes, so exactly. unless you're doing either, like, unless you're actively charging, that's, that's the only time really you should plug in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up a good point. Like if you're not charging, don't park there. Like it's been, it's actually starting to become a trend where Tesla drivers are parking at EA stations or Electrify America stations and just leaving their car and not plugging in. And obviously that's taking a spot from a vehicle who needs it, you know, who could be using it. So yeah. Yeah. Don't take the spot unless you absolutely need it. Yeah. 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 And I, I like, it would be the same thing if you, it's a similar, but different thing if you pull up in your gas car and just go park at a pump because you've got to run in to grab a snack real quick like yes there's probably other pumps open but like what if four more people pull up right after you leave your car and block all the other pumps and now somebody's waiting like it's it's a rare case but like it's still i just feel like it's rude to (laughs) to to park somewhere if you're not going to be using the equipment that's there right so yeah yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it like you said, right. it's it's rude. Like yeah. just you know, some it's well, actually, it could be the end of the world if somebody needs that in an emergency. But yeah. um, you know, worst case scenario. But yeah, just uh, leave the charging spots open unless you're going to use utilize it. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> that has probably bugged me more than anything. Like, um, and 
it bugged me a lot at the superchargers um near my near where i live because before i had home charging that was my only charging option and like i felt like i would go there and it would be busy all the time and i'm like there's no way people are traveling right now they're probably like like have home chargers and can go charge there they just want to charge up quicker the supercharger or something like that yeah so not to be like you can't use the superchargers but like generally i would probably leave like fast charging open unless you really are like need to charge up faster or on a road trip like if you've got charging at home like probably stick to that especially with more more evs coming on the market um because sometimes there are people that are traveling and need those superchargers and i've i've talked to people at superchargers sometimes that are like i'm just here because i've got free supercharging or something like that because <laughs> they've got an old model s and they're like i'm cheap so i'm just gonna like charge here like, well, that's kind of blocking a spot for people that might actually need it. <laughs> yeah, so. no, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, like like I mentioned, like not actually like almost 100% of my charging happens at home now. Right. So like when I when I am out and driving and I use like a supercharger or a fast charger, like I need it like because right. I've run out of charge and I need to get home. Like yeah. I don't actively go out of my way to to use those chargers because that's not what they're for. You know, they're right. for travelers the fast chargers you know like but right. level two is a little different story but yeah. um yeah yeah it's just I, I think it's just kind of being mindful of what other people could be utilizing them for and that's, just be respectful that's a great way to put it yeah it's it's not that anybody is more entitled to supercharging or more entitled to fast charging than somebody else but kind of like be mindful about it like there might be somebody that is actually traveling and needs to plug in or might not have another option and needs that charger if you're blocking it. So generally, like if I plug in somewhere, I like, especially superchargers, I generally don't use them unless I'm on a road trip or I really need to charge up fast anymore because I have home charging now. And if there's a fast charger out and about that I want to test with my Chatamo adapter, I make sure like if somebody pulls up and is wanting to charge, I'll unplug. Like I'm just checking it out because yeah. I'm a nerd about it. So <laughs> right. like, um, yeah. I don't, For I don't science. generally, right, exactly. <laughs> So I generally don't like plug in unless I really see that it's completely empty and like I want to test out the charger. Like <laughs> generally yeah. that's that's when I'm plugging in away from home. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I just yeah, like I said, I think it's just about being respectful for yeah. others. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I was going to mention uh, you. You said that at the beginning of this, you were curious to see where we would agree and disagree. What I've What's had... an example I've had some people push back on the like, oh, like you shouldn't use a supercharger unless like you absolutely need it Um, Hmm. because like it makes it sound like, oh, I'm entitled to the supercharger because I'm traveling and I need to charge. But but, like in a lot of ways, you kind of are like I want to make sure that spot's free if somebody's coming through and needs to charge. Like, yeah, I don't need to charge there. Like, I'll leave it open. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I don't know. I've I've heard some interesting comments or replies to me saying that, but glad we agree. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah no i i glad we agree too i was curious to see where we would disagree but i think we agree <laughs> yeah 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 another thing i'll i'll hop off hop, hop off my soapbox after this um <laughs> one thing that bugs the crap out of me is um first off just littering in general but littering around a fast charging or charging site um And not only littering, but also just like general disregard for the equipment um, or the site itself. Like, especially if you're somebody that's buying an EV to be green or like be good to the planet, all that stuff. Like you shouldn't be littering. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I like anytime I go to my super local supercharger, it's right by a Kroger. So 
it's generally it gets more traffic than just travelers like there's people that live around the area that are shopping there there's people shopping um at other stores in the area so every time i go there there's generally like a bag of at least one bag of trash like from a fast food place around there that's just sitting by the supercharger almost every time i would go before i had home charging there would be at least three carts that people had left there because they'd shop and just leave their cart sitting right by the supercharger bug the crap out of me i'm like just the general disregard for the space around you like bugs me so much and i know it, it probably shouldn't but like <laughs> it just it bugs me a ton no i mean i i agree with you the thing is is that those stations are not cheap you know they're expensive no. to install <laughs> and yeah. they're expensive to maintain and like um you know yeah besides like the the littering which i've seen plenty of examples and that's why i know uh I think Tesla is actually starting to put gar- like trash cans at yeah. some stations, right? Yeah. Like, but but obviously that's not at every location. The the thing that irks me the most is cable management. When mm. when somebody just chucks the cable on the grass <laughs> or on the you know on the parking lot and just drives off. Like yeah. there there was actually a, a charging station in Twinsburg. It was a a dual uh, level two, and okay. um, somebody left the the cord on the grass and uh they were cutting grass and they actually cut the cord straight in half and ripped it out of the charger so it hasn't been fixed in two years uh because i'm assuming they they're not the city's not going to pay for it yeah and um yeah and i can't tell you how many times i've just witnessed the cables just thrown on the ground like cars will run over that they'll damage the equipment yeah yeah is uh um safety reason or safety thing too if is it bad if somebody like cuts a cable if it's not actively charging your car i that's a question i do not know the answer to (laughs) i've been wondering because i I keep seeing like some of the vandalism of like people cutting cables yeah and i'm just like how are you alive (laughs) so if if you cut a cable that's not actively pushing power it's probably not an issue obviously you don't want like live wires out there but they aren't live unless it's plugged into a car so there's a with the i think we kind of went over this in the like ev charging uh deep dive when you plug in a level two charger there's like a pilot pin i think is Mm -hmm. what it's called that recognizes a car is plugged in and it doesn't push power until that it notices that pilot pin is there so Mm. if you were actively plugged into a car and somebody came up with like a chainsaw or something and cut it (laughs) then it could probably (laughs) cause some issues but if it's just like laying in the grass because somebody didn't reholster it then it's Mm -hmm. probably not a big deal but and another thing, if you're uh, kind of on the cable uh, topic, if your car is plugged in, um, your car generally cannot be put in drive to like drive away and pull the cable with you. <laughs> yeah, unlike I've a gas like, pump. I, I do want to reiterate, you can drive away at the gas pump connected yes, to your car. Yes, yeah. you can, because your car has no way to tell that a gas is being put in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which seems, honestly, that seems like a complete oversight by gas vehicles. I know. How easy know. would it be to put a sensor in there that says, oh, something's blocking this sensor. It might be a gas pump. We're not going to let you shift into drive. Like, yeah. How easy yeah. would that be? <laughs> I know. I know. And especially because like any small amount of static electricity can cause it to just, you know, burst into flames. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know how they've overlooked that. <laughs> but it's... Not sure. Um, yeah, not sure. But I didn't mean to cut thing... you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, yeah, I can. Put, I was going to say the same thing. So another <laughs> thing with, with cables is the... Um, 
the cable management can sometimes be the faults of the installer as well. If they oh. decide, especially with level two, because sometimes people will be cheap and they're like, we just want to install charging and then not install cable management because they're like, ah, it'll be fine. It'll just sit on the ground. <laughs> and keep in mind, these are anywhere from like I've seen as short as like 13 feet all the way up to like 25 foot cables. So that's yeah. not like not a short distance. And no. uh, and they can obviously get in the way. They could get run over a lot easier if they're not don't have proper cable management and aren't kept up off the ground. So Yeah, yeah. And I've seen plenty of examples through, you know, like my research with my job of just damaged connectors and right. cables that have split in half from cars running them over. Like, yeah. 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 And that is the that is the number one thing that breaks on EV chargers outside of everything. Like cables are the number one thing. So, yeah keeping care of those that's that's probably another etiquette type thing is make sure yes. <laughs> make sure you reholster the the cord if it was tied up or wrapped up a certain way it's probably good to kind of wrap it back up a little bit so it is up off the ground i yep. know like a lot of the level two stations i've seen especially kind of the the non-networked cheaper ones that people have installed which is i, I love that people are installing charging but you've got to keep care of it and make sure it's it's wrapped up and put back yep. where it needs to go so yeah yeah so basically, to summarize this whole conversation <laughs> is just be mindful of your location, yes. how you're utilizing the equipment, and how you're treating the equipment. Just right. be respectful. Like, yes, yes, yeah. Don't cut cables. Don't run them over. <laughs> <laughs> Try to avoid taking a garden uh, <laughs> garden yeah, yes. shears and cutting cables while you're uh, right. <laughs> while you're charging. <laughs> yeah, that was a very sad day when I stumbled upon that charger because that was one yeah. that I helped you know raise awareness for oh really yeah Jeez. so that that was that was that hurt my heart i'm yeah, like oh that hurts yeah that one hurt yeah but it is so funny though you're so right it's like if people were just like a little bit more respectful we'd have <laughs> we'd have no issues with anything it's I like know. i i hate that sometimes we have to tell people that but i know you're, you're yeah, so but right the, but the thing is, is the, you know, general public, as more people get into EVs, not everybody's going to be like that, you right. know, and, right. you know, that that's not something I think that like, we should, like, stress over, I just think it's something that we no, should just no. reiterate, Absolutely. you know, just, just, Absolutely. you know, I don't, I've never seen a gas pump just chucked into, you know, <laughs> into grass. <laughs> Fill up your tank and just throw the nozzle. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, just don't flick a cigarette after you do it. Like, yeah. 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 Not, not good. <laughs> I did have one final question for yes. you. Oh, um, I like questions. This brought got brought up. I think I was watching a Mr. EV video. Have you watched his videos before? I think Andrew Tillman is his name. I think he's over in Europe. Uh, it sounds familiar. Okay. He's yeah. got like a pink logo. Oh, cool. yeah. I follow him on Twitter. I, okay. Yeah, I, gotcha. Yeah. I think I've seen some so of So he stuff. posted a video about EV charging etiquette, which is kind of part of the what sparked this episode idea too. So we'll, we'll drop his channel link down below. But he... Uh, he was talking about a time he was at a fast charger and a vehicle was plugged in, had like the the connector attached, but was not actively charging. He he recognized the vehicle and those, t I, I forget what type of vehicle it was. I think it was like an ID4 or something. Um, but generally like cars will have like a green light or something so you can see that they're actively charging, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't see this light. Um, he was able to remotely activate the station because it was like it noticed that a car was plugged in, but nobody was charging. So he unplugged the cable and plugged it into his car because he was like, hey, this person's not pulling any electrons. I should be able to unplug them just fine and, and plug in my car. 
how do you how do you feel about that situation <laughs> well, you know, well, now, now i need to know how did that pan out for him like how did that end so in the video the guy who had his car unplugged was pissed he was not happy about it because he's like do not touch my car i was plugged in you should not be unplugging my vehicle and like he tried to explain to him i'm like hey your your vehicle is done charging i figured you were fine and i plugged in my car like I, i'm terribly sorry like i'll let you plug back in if you need to charge more but it looked like you were done so i unplugged you and this guy like i don't think he really had a good response i think he was just kind of mad that somebody touched his <laughs> didn't even yeah. t- touch his car yeah. touch the cable that was plugged into his car so yeah yeah so well one that's a little surprising because the id4 does lock the connector to the vehicle um so yeah so i'm the, wondering the, if it wasn't properly seated or some other kind of issue like that yeah I, you know, that that's, that's tough because like, I don't think you should ever assume that a car is fully charged. Like maybe if there is like some type of connection issue, as we know, a lot of networks aren't exactly perfect when it comes to software and like some of the initializing charge charges can have issues and some people just don't know better and they just walk away in this instance. Yeah. I, I think for me personally, I wouldn't have assumed that he was either done charging or that the car even charged at all. Mm. Um, I personally would have tried to start the charge for him. And if the char- if the car did signify that it was fully charged or if like maybe something was different, I, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't have touched his vehicle. That's just my <laughs> opinion. Yeah. Like, unless I absolutely needed it, then yeah, for an emergency, but... I don't know. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure about the whole situation because I I think he did mention something like that. that he's like, I tried to start the charge remotely, and it basically said like charge like charge complete immediately. Mm. So I think he was able to somehow verify that like it had reached its charge limit. So okay, yeah, it was not like they were waiting to start the charge or something like that, and they just haven't yeah. done it yet. So yeah, yeah. See, that's a different story. Like if he if right. he confirmed yeah. that it was fully charged, then yeah. But um, I'm just uh, like almost like slightly shocked that he was able to get the connector out because our ID4. That was I mean, my like, that was my uh, impression too. I'm like, yeah. if it was properly locked to the car, then and I, it might not be an ID4 too. I can't remember exactly the model of car, so it might have been one that wasn't able to be locked because I assumed all the cables locked when you plugged them in. But I guess that's not the case. So <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I assumed that if it was actively charging, that you wouldn't be able to unplug it. So I think I actually commented on the video asking about that. So I'd be curious to see what kind of the whole situation was. But yeah, yeah, I agree. You probably shouldn't shouldn't assume anything in that situation and try to track down the owner. I think it I would probably kind of play it by ear as well. I'm like, if I desperately needed a charge and this person doesn't look like they're charging, I would probably unplug them. But it kind of would depend on the situation and how how desperate I was, I guess, yes. <laughs> to actually yeah. charge. Yeah. So that would probably play and, and, into it too. Just and you, you kind of hit a really important topic too earlier when you mentioned like that charger at O and U, like having mm. your like business card saying like, Hey, like when you're done, plug me in. Like I, right. I, and now I don't think the entire general public is going to follow along with rules like that, but <laughs> they, they right. do sell like, um, I've seen them on Etsy, like almost like, uh, uh, like the do not disturb signs that you can put on doors. Like you can mm-hmm. hang them on your connector or while your car is plugged in and uh, say like, hey, I've been here since this time. If I'm charged, feel free to unplug me or mm-hmm. give me a call, you know, like to signify it. But um, yeah, we give those away for our, uh, for Driver Electric Columbus. Um, Mariah like makes those tags for us. So that yeah, you I've can seen those. <laughs> put them yeah. on your vehicle. So, yeah. 
that's a good idea too just to kind of like give a little extra especially if it's a like level two charger that might not be networked like kind of a situation like that that might be a good one to good good uh option to like kind of show people hey i'm like charging just because i can if you need to use it like feel free to unplug me that mm-hmm. would probably more communication the better i think with a lot of yeah. things so <laughs> yeah no i agree i the communication is key and i almost feel like the networks could do better with some type of representation of how long a car's been sitting there mm. like it, it, i like even if like it's just through like the mobile app and you're like okay the station's in use how long it has it been in use and mm. how long until that car's done right. like i almost feel like that would be a really useful feature for people to to see but then again if the car's locked you can't get that connector out so like right yeah 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 I don't know. Let's just uh. <laughs> <laughs> another thing. Another thing that I greatly encourage site hosts to do or charging operators to do is enact some sort of idle fees for yes. chargers. That's a yep. huge way to avoid a lot of these issues. If you are on kind of the flip side of this, and with those, basically the charger will recognize a car is still plugged in. The session is complete. So it's, it recognizes a car is plugged in, but it's not actively pulling any power. So like the, whatever the charging operator should be able to see like how many KW is actively being pulled. And if that drops to like near zero, then it knows that, okay, this car is, this car isn't charging anymore, but it's still plugged in. So then you can start charging idle fees. And basically if, the person doesn't recognize that their car is full. They're going to start owing a lot of money and like just kind of a, a fine to avoid that behavior can be useful as well. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, it's actually funny whenever I start getting into that range of like the idle fees, I'm like, God, unplug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it gives you a little, wanna... little sense of urgency. Like yes. when, you, when you put money on the line, generally people are <laughs> a little <Yeah>. more, <laughs> more motivated to do things. So right. that's, that's how I feel at least. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Well, speaking of money, I know that we are getting a little further into the episode. I think we could actually split this into two episodes if we wanted to I was going to say, I, I feel like we've got a good conversation already, yeah. so we might want to just cut it for now and talk yeah. about cost of charging next time. Yeah, yeah, so. we can definitely get into that in the next episode. Also, I was going to say, while we're looking at this, I think a goal of ours for the YouTube channel, especially... I think we can easily hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the year and start start monetizing our our podcast because obviously like we put a lot of time into this and eventually want to make it so that it isn't a complete like waste of time. We love doing this, but obviously we need some money to like keep our Zoom account up and to yep. pay for our time to edit and all that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> um, generally, that's kind of what our what our earnings through Anchor have been covering. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be an awesome goal of ours. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel and you only listen to the audio version, subscribing still helps us out. And yep. you get to see demos like we just showed uh, <laughs> with the charging cable <laughs> right. on the video podcast. Yeah. So yeah. And if you're completely next... lost listening in your car, make sure you, you check out the YouTube right. channel. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully next next demonstration, I'm a little bit more awake so I can uh, describe <laughs> things better because I feel okay. like I've been struggling there um one other thing i do want to mention too is that if if you guys would like to support us we could definitely create a patreon or a buy me a coffee i think that's another one of those websites Mm -hmm. um so if you want to donate and help us you know create more content and you know keep living electric growing we could you know definitely set that up so let us know um but to to wrap up the episode and you know maybe we can edit this so it's at the beginning of the episode uh (laughs) cameron uh i think covey Kovai, I think Kovi. Um, so my the last episode we did, I did a recap of my um 
charging station labeling project that I did with my job with Chargeway and our partnership with Arizona Public Services and uh, my epic nine-day trip um, labeling charging stations. And uh, Cameron was wondering how I got the gig to label charging stations. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so Cameron, not to go into too much of a ramble, my <laughs> my main job with Chargeway is actually I'm the data lead on our team. Uh, specifically, my title is EV program specialist doing data and research. Um, but we are a we're a startup, and you know our team. We have to do everything pretty much. We have to have our hands in everything. And um, I had the opportunity to travel through this partnership with APS and my job to label charging stations in their service territory. Um, so it's something everybody on my team has done, and uh, I was able to do it. Uh, so it's almost like a hazing exercise, as I joked <laughs> with uh, my boss. <laughs> um, but but that's pretty much it. You know, it was. It was it was in my job responsibilities, but also outside of it at the same time. So, um, but if you are interested in getting uh, into the EV industry, I uh, definitely recommend checking out uh, LinkedIn, looking at job opportunities, reaching out to recruiters. Um, you know, if you need any advice from us, we could definitely do our best to, you know, help you there. Um, but I think just showing your passion for this industry, especially right now with it being so early, um, could really help you open doors to get into this right. industry. Um, show yeah. that passion, create content, get your name out there, and um, just build your reputation. Because I think reputation right now is is really big for this industry. Definitely. Yeah, now's the best time to join because everybody's hiring. <laughs> that, yes. I've, that I've noticed. So basically yes. any EV company out there has job listings of some sort. So yes, so exactly. Great time to join. Yep. Um, and do content because <laughs> I will say that that's actually how I got my job at Chargeway was through uh, my content. <laughs> I was going to so. say that's how I got my job too. So it's a great yep. way to practice presentation skills, research, like all mm-hmm. the all the skills that go into it. Especially with a more kind of technical thing with with EVs and EV charging and all that stuff. It's not really yeah. like typical like entertainment YouTubers. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little bit more more businessy, if the, if you will. Yep. So exactly. Well, thanks, Cameron, for the question. Hopefully I yeah, answered yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, to wrap up, I was going to say, if you've got uh, any responses to kind of EV charging etiquette, if we miss something here, definitely let us know down in the comments or um, I'll, I'll pose the question on Spotify as well. I think you can answer, like we can ask questions on Spotify and you all can respond to them. So if we miss anything here, agree with us, disagree with us, let us know. This is obviously an ongoing conversation and debate among the EV community. So we're we're obviously going to have different opinions. So definitely let us know. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode.